Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody, it's Rich Birch here, the host of the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week, we have church leaders from across the country that give us valuable insights into things that are happening in their ministry. But today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to take some time out and have a webinar, a bit of a training, um, some help for you on an issue that I think a lot of church leaders face. I know I've faced it in the past, and I'm pretty sure your church, regardless of how big it is, uh, probably runs into to this issue from time to time. If you're listening into the podcast, you'll be able to get enough out of that and you don't need to watch us online, but you might want to go over to uh, unseminary.com and find today's webinar there uh, because we do have some graphics that accompany it. So what is the seminar we're talking about today? It's this simple issue, how to say no to that announcement. Now, what do I mean by that? How to say no to that announcement? Well, you know, it's that announcement when someone, maybe they email you a couple weeks before and it's it's the women's Bible study and they've got a springtime p- petunia fair that they really would love the ladies to come to. Um, or maybe it's the youth group and it's a week before and they really want to just get a few minutes to talk about the middle school, the need for middle school leaders. Or, or, or maybe, you know, there's some other ministry in your church that, you know, they're asking for time and there's just something inside of you that says, this is not a good idea. I shouldn't do this. I want to say no. Well, how do you say no to those people? How do you kind of let them down easy and give them some constructive criticism that teaches them what you're trying to do with your announcement time, to try to teach them what you're doing with those five minutes that are super critical in your service. Well, today that's what we're going to talk about. Sometimes I think, you know, it's really like navigating a maze sometime in these conversations. You got to, you know, bob and weave around a bunch of different corners. And so today we're going to kind of think about that issue, how to say, no uh, to that announcement. Now, to just give you, you know, some some thinking behind why is it that that announcement just kind of creates that sinking feeling inside of you. I'm pretty convinced that the reason why that is is because it's a diversion for your community. You know, intuitively, when someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to talk about whatever the springtime petunia fair," you know, fair that it's a diversion, and and really, it's a diversion for a couple reasons. It it's maybe not big enough. It does not impacting a, a a big enough swath of your community. So it might be you know that you might have a hundred people at your church, and you know they're looking for you know they're hoping to have two or three people um, help out with this thing in the you know uh, you know in the middle school room. Um, that's just not enough people because we know that ninety eight percent of the people are going to ignore this announcement. It just doesn't apply to them. You don't you know you're not gonna you're not gonna impact them or you know. It's not big enough in in the fact that it's only targeted at a very small demographic, so it might not cover you know a wide enough array of your church. Now you have to figure out what's big enough to take up stage time. 
um, but it but it may not be big enough. It it also you know it might not move people really to take their next step. Sometimes it's a diversion because it's really sideways energy. It's pushing them in like a hey you should just you know, kind of take up space in this ministry. A lot of churches, you know, you have to think clearly about what is it, how is it that you want people to take steps closer to Jesus? For us at our church, it's really about getting on a team and getting in a group. And so for us, we want to give prime time to uh, announcements that get people on teams and in groups. Anything outside of that is a diversion. It's sideways energy. It's not moving people in the right direction. It might be a diversion because it's external. It's not inside your ministry at all. You know, there'll be people that would love to use the, your time uh, on your stage. Again, really, regardless of the side, size of your church, they would love to get up and advertise their thing, you know, local festivals and, you know, sales. And usually there's stuff to do with money. They, you know, movies they want to show, whatever it is. It's external. So, you know, when you think about it, that announcements are typically sideways energy for your community. They're a diversion. And so we need to think about them from that perspective that you're go- you're giving prime time when you get up and you you know you've got these 5 minutes that you're trying to leverage during announcements on a Sunday morning uh, and you want to give those to just really precious things that are important to the entire community that are pushing um you know your community forward and are important to you know the people that are there. So what I suggest you do is assuming it's an internal ministry because I don't think these really apply to inter- to external you know organizations, there's really four ways, four things that you can say to internal ministries to say, you know what, I I can't give you any announcement time in two weeks to promote your event. But what I think you should do is to try one of these or all of these to help promote your event. And it doesn't require any stage time. So the first would be an email sequence. So this would be multiple emails to the right audience from the right sender or senders. You know, encourage your people uh, to send an email, two or three emails that are all slightly different. They need to be written, well written, um, with great subjects and 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 you know uh, possibly an image or two in each of them, and they should be targeted to the right audience. So again, don't encourage them to not send or don't let them send an email to the entire community, but say, hey, if you're looking for women to join you at the Spring Petunia Fair, again, I apologize for where this example of the Spring Petunia Fair came from, but if you're if they want to come to the Spring Petunia Fair, then what you should do is is find not just the list of all the women uh, in the church, because that was probably 50-60% of your church. You need to get even more narrow. Women who have attended events in the past and email them directly. And don't just email them once. That won't work. You've got to email them multiple times. And another hint is to send it from a couple different senders. So don't have it just sent from, you know, the same kind of, you know, planner or organizer person. Send it also from maybe a, a, a member of the committee or someone who has enjoyed it in the past. Have them tell the story about what they thought was, you know, was amazing at a at the past event. So the first thing I would say 
you know, is encourage the people who want to get on your stage to say, first, no, you know what? Have you emailed everybody? Have you sent two or three emails to a, a narrowed list of people who might be interested uh, in your event? Another thing you could say to them is something we've talked about before at Seminary is a foyer chaos. Well, what is foyer chaos? Chaos. Foyer chaos is creating a higher friction experience as people come and go from your building. So every Sunday morning or every weekend as people come into your church, um, you know, usually what we do is we try to create a seamless experience. So people come and go. We want to have great guests. You know, I service people out. We want to make sure that all the signage is set up, that everything's ready to go. Um, but what you want to do, what you could offer them is say, hey, why don't you create a bit of foyer chaos this weekend? Get some of your team and create some sort of fun event in the foyer. Maybe you're, um, you know, maybe it's the youth group and they're going away uh, on a retreat. Rather than getting stage time, why don't they set up foyer? Four tents in the uh, in the front foyer, and uh, you know, set up a little scene of what it will look like when they go away on uh, the retreat. Or, you know, maybe it's the men's group and they're going on a, um, you know, a monster truck race, where, you know, with some guys. Why don't you get that guy with the big souped up truck and get him to either pull the truck right into your foyer if you could do that. Or, or maybe put it out in front with guys standing on the back of it, handing out cards saying like, hey, we'd love to have you come. So really, you know, create a church's fun moment in your foyer. You know, we've done this in the past. We did a series uh, just before Easter this year that uh, was themed after, um, you know, really was kind of CSI themed. And we actually taped out in all our foyers, we kind of taped out the, you know, one of those kind of chalk lines of a body on the, you know, on the ground. Again, just a fun thing to do in an Instagram age, that kind of foyer chaos will spread quickly through your church because people instinctively know when they see something different, you know, to take a picture. You know, a, a key part of the foyer chaos is creating some handouts, you know, having some sort of, you know, postcard to again, target the people who uh, would be interested in it, to hand it out uh, to them. So for your chaos, you know, creating some sort of higher friction. Now, just a sideline note here. If you're going to create for your chaos on any given week, your foyer should be very clean. This stuff only works if nine weeks out of 10, your foyer is clean and there's and it's decluttered. There's not a lot around your foyer. And so, you know, even this weekend when you're heading into your church, um, why not take a look around the foyer and say, is there stuff here in this foyer that we just really need to get rid of? Are there bulletin boards up on the walls? Are there extra tables? Is there that flyer stand that people just keep walking by every weekend, we really should get rid of them. Because if you're ever to try to do one of these kinds of fun, you know, church's fun moments in your foyer, um, it, it has to be clean so that people notice it and so that it doesn't become all junked up. All right, what else could you say to people? You, they could pick up the phone. I know this is... This is crazy. There's this old-fashioned device called the telephone. You could organize a team of people to call everyone in your target group and invite them to participate. Again, going back to the earlier example around, um, you know, how do uh, you know how do we send emails out? What you want to do is target a list of people who would be most interested to, in coming to the event, and then organize a team of people who are going to call those folks. And by calling, I mean like actually picking up the phone and call 
calling them. Um, you know, we've been doing this uh, this year in 2014. We've been spending more time. Again, I've written a little bit about this on, on seminary. Um, but, you know, we've been experimenting a little bit with this. Um, you know, actually organizing teams of people to call out um, and invite people to events. One, you know, we had a parents meeting in January, or I guess that was February. And, you know, our phone teams doubled the registrations for that event. Um, so we went from, you know, there, instead of being 150 people there, there was 300 people there. Instead of 100 people, there was 200 people there. Um, it was, it, you know, it was incredibly effective. Um, you know, you know, people, um, you know, we, we did find we had about a 1% complaint rate. So, we, you know, we've done multiple of these phone, uh, you know, pushes. And the thing we have found that is that only about 1% get really upset. And so that's not bad, you know, if you, so, but, you know, just as a note, if you're going to call 500 homes, you know, you're probably going to have five people that are like, hey, why did you call me? Please don't call me. Um, some of that I think has to do with database um, rather than, um, you know, really the fact that it's a bad idea to phone people. But, you know, you're going to get, when you do more high friction stuff, um, you know, pick up the phone, encourage your team to say, hey, have you called everyone? You know, if your kids ministry wants to promote something from stage, ask them, well, have your their small group leaders actually called all the kids or all the parents uh, that participate in that group and and try to get them to call everybody uh, to again to create a bit more friction um, with them to, you know, to, to move people, uh, you know, along to come into the event. All right, moving along. Another thing you could do again in the same kind of, you know, instance, snail mail. I don't know if you know this, but the postal service still delivers. It's true. You know, there really are just two kinds of mail that come into my box every week. There's either bills or junk mail. And I think there's a unique opportunity that churches have, or really all businesses, organizations have, is that really mail, we've become so dominated by social media and email communication, digital communication, that the value of mail has actually gone up. It's actually more valuable now. And so, you know, we do a lot of postcard mailings for different groups. Again, you want to identify the group of people that you want to connect with and send them a, you know, a six by nine postcard, a kind of oversized postcard or four by six, or even just an old fashioned letter um, that invites them to come to that. Postcards are cheap to make and they're cheap to mail. Um, you know, you can for 30 cents get a postcard made and mailed. Um, it's pretty cheap uh, to do. You know, the, and the other nice thing about mail is that it actually gets the info into their home. So it actually, you know, we'll send a letter and we'll put a couple invites in and we'll say, please take one of these and give it to your friend or also take the other one and post it on your fridge as a reminder about this upcoming series or event or thing that we're inviting you to. So, so snail mail. So you've got email, you've got creating some chaos in the foyer, you've got the phone and you've got email. You know, and the amazing thing is when, when, what happens when, when organizations within your church, when ministries within your church apply these all together, they actually see their way through the maze. Instead of, instead of saying like, gosh, we um, have to get stage time. If I don't get pastor to stand up and talk about this, if you give them these tools, they'll start to see, you know what? I don't actually need that stage time. I can communicate what I need, um, you know, off the stage. And an interesting yin and yang happens there. The kind of last thing that I offer in this environment is really a combo. I go to our teams 
and I say, listen, if you commit to a series of these other efforts that I just talked about, you know, if you're going to, if you can email people, if you can do something in the foyer, if you have teams phone, if you have teams mails, then that are you, they mail some stuff to your people, then we'll do that announcement. So the, the, the great kind of impact there with your people is to say, listen, if you commit as a team leader to do all of these things, then we will give you stage time. Um, and the amazing, the amazing kind of response from that is it really puts the, the emphasis back on the, the, the community leaders or the ministry leaders. It says to them, if you're committed enough to do all of those other things, then we can open you up some stage time. And the reality of it is, you know, and I know as a church leader involved in communications, that if they were to do all of those other activities, then adding announcements to it will only accelerate the response that they're looking for. Um, It'll help them get what they're uh, looking for. So rather than saying no, I know we kind of framed this as, you know, how to say no to that announcement. Rather than saying no, what you want to say is yes to here's three or four other ways. And I'm sure you can dream up other uh, ways, other things to do, um, you know, to say yes to those other things. And that will help them build traction with their target market. And ultimately, if they do those things, you know, you're happy to give them uh, stage time. You're happy to give them announcement time to include into the package um, of what you're talking about on a given weekend. Thank you so much for listening in to the Unseminary Podcast. This week's obviously been a little bit different. Uh, we'll be back next week with some great interviews. We have got some incredible guests lined up here as we round the corner into the spring and summer. Uh, we've got some amazing stuff happening this summer. We're launching some brand new, um, kind of a brand new aspect of Unseminary that's going to be all about helping you more. It's, we're really looking forward, really trying to find more ways to help more church leaders. And, and we're going to be doing that this summer. And so you're going to want to stay tuned in, stay listening, stay reading. Uh, thank you so much for being a part uh, of the Unseminary community. I really hope you have a tremendous week. And uh, thanks so much for being a part of things here and uh, for serving the people that God's put in your path. Have a great weekend, folks. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.